Pornhub's dirty little rape and sex trafficking secret. And CNN anchor Chris Cuomo says we don't need help from God. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Now, there are two kinds of people in the world, only two kinds, not black and white, not rich and poor. There are those who are dead in sin and there are those who are dead to sin. After three nights of unbridled lawlessness across London, the contagion is spreading. The problem is that God has already judged this. He has judged murder already. I don't need to question it. I don't need to ask and wonder what his plan is. We're commanded as Christians not to participate in the works of darkness, but expose them. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we have, man, I talk about some disturbing stuff to talk about when it comes to Pornhub. And then we have, I'm just going to be honest with you, when we talk about what we're going to talk about concerning Chris Cuomo echoing something his brother had echoed as well earlier, his, his Governor Cuomo, uh, echoing the same idea that we don't really need God to help us. We're going to talk about the repackaging of idolatry and how that's exactly what's being done there. But before we even get into that, and before we play the clip, I want to play that that's somewhat going viral online. I've had it sent to me a number of times, and I saw it, and it was very powerful. I wanted to remind you that today, later today at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have Bethel, our second part of our Bethel series. And I know the first one, I am so excited. Thank you guys for sharing it. Thank you for being involved during the premieres. And we're actually going to premiere this one differently because we're going to premiere it on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. So I'm excited to be there with you guys. Tony and myself will be on there commenting, saying hello, and also just going through different things about the episode. So we're really, really excited to get that out to you guys. And I'm just, this is me being 100% honest with you. Episode two is way better than episode one. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And Tony said the same thing. You guys are going to see so many clips. I've already, I actually rewatched it multiple times because I'm allowed to do that. Um, <laughs> I rewatched it multiple times because I thought, wow, I forgot how much information we really got in this one. So please pray about how you can share that. Maybe have a watch party. And then maybe if you're really excited about it, get ready for three and four the next, the following weeks as well. But I'm just so excited to, to get that out to you guys. And, and, and this is the thing. When it comes to exposing false doctrine for what it is, guys, this is not because we want to be, you know, the mean guys yelling on a corner or something. And don't get me wrong. I like preaching the gospel from the streets. But, but we don't want to be just some mean guy saying, Bethel, really bad. No, what we want to say is, hey, we want to bring this back to what Scripture has to say. And we want people to repent and turn from, I mean, in all honesty, a lot of this is idolatry, and that, that's what it is. And so we want to get people to repent and turn from those things. It's not about being mean. I think if you actually watch the video and don't have preconceived notions and just say, I love Bethel and I hate when anyone says anything bad about them, I think you'll see that our hearts are poured out for those that are caught up in this deception. So um, it's one of the things. I, I don't want to be the person that literally is just online yelling at people and talking about how terrible everyone is. We want to be people that say, hey, we want to examine these teachings. We mark them. We call them false teachers. 
But we also say, I I'm pray for these people. I, I, I want Bill Johnson, Jenny, Jen Johnson, Benny Johnson, and Chris Valatin and all these guys to repent and and turn to Christ and not, you know, rely on false teachers around them, which you'll get to see that. But with all that said, my heart, uh, once again, it was hurt <laughs> when I was thinking. I was, as I said, we, we have a video we're going to be playing here in a second. And this video uh, was done by, I believe, their, the Instagram page that I saw it from, at least, is Exodus Cry. And I don't know them too well, so don't, I'm, not, I'm not endorsing them. I just don't know them enough to endorse or say they're, they're negative or positive. But this video is done really well. And I actually covered one of the stories they mentioned in there about a 15-year-old girl uh, we covered on 511 News recently, but I thought this video was done really well, and Tony will have the link in the description so you can actually watch it because I think they did a really good job with some of the visual aids uh, that we, we can talk about, but this is, this is Pornhub and it's Dirty Little Rape and Sex Trafficking Secret, and we've talked about in the past the link between pornography and sex trafficking, how there is a direct correlation between these two things. And, you know, sadly enough, I was scrolling through a number of things, and in all honesty, this is the first time I've been out of bed. I had an operation that didn't go properly, so I haven't been out of bed in uh, six days. So this is my first time I came to the office to record for you guys. And so I've been scrolling through, watching different things, and one of the videos I saw, somebody was asked the question, and he's a married man, asked if he would rather give up, and he was like some comedian or something, foul-mouthed, disgusting guy. And he was asked, basically, would you rather give up sex with your wife for a year or pornography he said oh sex really easily I, I i could never get give up pornography and i just thought how pathetic man what <laughs> it's just so disgusting and it, it was it breaks my heart to to hear that and to think that how no, the normalization of pornography today it, it is so heartbreaking and it ruins absolutely ruins lives ruins marriages it is something that God hates. So whenever something God hate, that whenever there is something that God hates, you know it's always destructive. God doesn't just hate something simply to hate it. He hates it because it's destructive. You see, our the commandments that He's given us are not burdensome; they're for our good. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. The fact is, is that these are man-made prisons. We we allow ourselves, and and not just man-made. I think they're satanic as well. But nonetheless, when it comes to pornography, this is a prison that people think that the sensuality and lust, that they have some sort of freedom. And, and no, the fact is, is that the men that I've talked to, this, this addiction that, that some of these guys may have, this is not something to be taken lightly. This is a prison that brick by brick is being built up every time that somebody is turning this stuff on and every time they're looking at their phone and you know I've counseled young men about this and I've probably told said this before but I remember uh, a young man was telling me how he was struggling so hard and he was trying to hey you know what I'll just hang out in with my family I won't go in my room by myself and I was like oh that's a good idea he's like but you don't understand I just dim my phone down and I'm still looking at it with my sisters right around me and stuff 
And it broke my heart. I was like, wow, what a prison to be stuck in in a situation where you don't have victory in this and that you could literally do that with your your sister right next to you, your mom right next to you, and just dim your phone down. And it was just breaking my heart. And living in this generation, this is something that is so, so, I mean, if you want to talk about the end times and how Paul described to Timothy that men will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and the fact is, is that this is this pornography is such a satanic deception. And as one apologist, and I'm, I'm forgetting who it was, he said, pornography is all anticipation and no satisfaction. And that's a fact. You never feel satisfied by it. And a lot of people, this is why there's disgusting things like fetish porn. And because they continue needing to get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier because they're searing their conscience as with a hot iron and it breaks my heart and so this is why as this video is going to talk about some of the rape and and uh rape you know fantasy nastiness that pornography has on on their or Pornhub specifically has on their um on their website and the fact is and I'm just going to be I'm just going to be honest with you I was disgusted I asked the question not too long ago I asked the question, should pornography be illegal? And I had many Christians come at me, no, no way, pornography should totally be legal. And I just felt embarrassed for them. In all honesty, I'm embarrassed for you, if that's you. I I know that sounds judgmental, but we're talking about the ravaging of of people's lives here. And it just breaks my heart. And um, this prison that it is. And I, I wanted to play this clip because what I hope out of this is listen to the connection, the correlation between like Pornhub, rape, sex trafficking, the things that's on this website. And if you're a guy or a girl, and yes, more and more women each and every day are getting addicted to porn. If you're a guy or a girl clicking on Pornhub, know that this is some of the other stuff that's on there. And you going on clicking and press play as you're already sinning against God when you do that, also remember quite clearly what you are helping to push, what you are helping, by the way, to fund when you press play. Tony, let's play that clip. Pornhub is the largest and most popular porn site in the world. Owned by the mega porn parent company MindGeek, Pornhub averages 42 billion visits per year. That's 115 million visits every day. Most of the content featured on their site is user-generated, amassing 6 million new videos each year. That would take 169 years to watch. Pornhub has become the global epicenter of internet pornography. The company makes hundreds of millions of dollars through ad revenue, data collection, and premium subscriptions. And it's blatantly enabling and profiting from rape, sexual abuse, and child sex trafficking. Like the missing 15-year-old girl who was found after 58 videos of her rape were posted on Pornhub. Or Rose Kalemba, the 14-year-old, who the BBC reported was kidnapped at knife point, raped and assaulted on camera for 12 hours, and had to beg Pornhub for months and threaten legal action to remove the videos of her rape and torture. Or the images of a toddler being sexually abused, found through an investigation by the Sunday Times. Or the 22 women who were deceived and coerced by the producers of Girls Do Porn, a popular Pornhub partner channel whose owners now face a federal indictment for child pornography, sex trafficking of a minor, sex trafficking, and sexual abuse. These examples only begin to scratch the surface 
of the sexual crimes found on Pornhub. According to the Internet Watch Foundation, in only two years, they processed and confirmed 118 cases of child rape and trafficking on Pornhub. These aren't models or actresses playing a role in a movie. These are real videos of women and children being sexually abused, violated, and traumatized. And Pornhub is deeply complicit. They have no system to reliably verify the age or consent of anyone featured in the videos it profits from. The largest porn site in the world makes it insanely easy for users to upload videos of real sexual violence. And in doing so, they forever memorialize the trauma of their victims, or for the profit and pleasure of Pornhub and its users. It's time to shut down Pornhub and hold them accountable for the rape, trafficking and sexual abuse that they enable and profit from. Share this video and sign the petition at traffickinghub.com. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When I read those verses, that's from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and I know that is dealing with the affliction that was being poured out on the, the body of Christ and what will happen and when the relief of God will come. But the fact is, is when I think about God dealing out retribution, when I think about God coming and wiping out the pedophile, the sex trafficker, and these things, I, I, th I believe that in the book of Revelation, we're given this great image and this great understanding that the more we know God, the more we understand about God, the more we recognize his holiness, the more we come uh, and align ourselves with his justice. I know that a lot of times when we think about eternal destruction and torment and these things, we think of it in a way that, you know, well, well, it's this. And, and we try to try to, you know, analogize and, and, and do this whole number where we bring down the holiness of God and say, well, you know, my heart wants this to happen. But then when I hear these sorts of things, when I hear about sex traffickers, when I think about Jeffrey Epstein, who I know a judge, interestingly enough, midnight, um, well, I guess that would have made it Thursday morning, Thursday morning, Epstein, a judge in Virginia said they're going <laughs> to they're gonna throw out all this evidence and burn it up, basically, so people can't see some of the people he was connected to. And then his ex-girlfriend and somebody who, that was used to lure young girls uh i think it's is it G gizleen maxwell is it might be her name um she was actually arrested yesterday which or today actually i'm recording this on thursday and i was like wow i can't believe those two things would correlate but that's interesting to me how that takes place and you think about the wickedness and what goes on when you look at what abortion really is when some when babies are cut up into pieces and sucked out with a vacuum this is why i can look at eternal conscious torment as described as we see it in scripture and I can say, okay, that makes sense. And when I see those in the book of Revelation crying, holy, 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 and asking God, when will justice be paid? I notice that they, once they know God more and see him face to face, come in alignment with his justice, come in alignment with the fact that he is righteous and holy, holy, holy is our Lord, God Almighty. And I, I do believe that. Now, I will say also 
to caveat as well, the fact is, is that we also have a God who's not only holy, 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 but is also love. We have a God who absolutely loves us. He loves us enough to send us his only son. I mean, you know, something I had struggled with as a newer believer, I had someone asking me because they had a an uncle that they loved who committed suicide. And, I, you know, just explaining to him, oh, I'm sorry, he didn't commit suicide. He just died in his sleep. And explaining to him, he's like, I just don't understand it. Why did God this and why did God that? I said, you cannot love your uncle as much as God did. And and let me explain. The fact is, is that God didn't even withhold his own son. And when I think about this, I think about my, my children. I now have four children, two boys and two girls. And I've given this analogy a number of times when I'm out sharing the gospel. And it comes from a text that... When I first read it in Isaiah 53, it perplexed me when it said of the Messiah, the one who would come, who they did not believe his report, the one who would be pierced for our transgressions, the one who'd be bruised for our iniquities, even though he committed no sin, our sin was was placed upon him. It says this, it says that God was pleased to crush him. And when I read that the first time I said this, I, I'm trying to understand this, God, I don't understand this because when I was thinking about it, I remember looking at my firstborn son, my little Eli, and I love my my little boys, you know, I love my little girls, I love my wife, but I was thinking about my firstborn son, and if somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, there's this group of people over here, and they're going to die, and the only way to save them is that your son will die. Would you give us your son so that they can live? You know, in my mind, I'd probably... You know, you want to be like, oh, yeah, I'd be able to do that. But no, honestly, I probably couldn't. I probably could not give my only son to save those people. I, I wouldn't. And they, you know, come back and they say, hey, I don't know if this sweetens the offer at all. But, you know, all those people, those those people that uh, your son will need to die for uh, to save, you know, they're actually criminals. You know, they're all lawbreakers. They break the law continuously. And I would look and I said, well, that uh, that actually helps my decision. I'm never allowing you to take my child to save those people. It's not happening. I love my son. I won't let it happen. Okay, they come back. Well, okay, I don't know if this helps at all. But, you know, all those crimes I told you about, every one of those crimes, ultimately, it was against you. They lied to you. They stole from you. They hated you. Every single crime committed was actually against you. Would you give us your son? And I thought to myself, yeah, no, that's that's not happening. But in Romans chapter 5, it actually says that specifically, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the fact is, is that it pleased God to crush his only son because he knew that it would bring salvation. And it was the only way, as Jesus cried out in the Garden of Gethsemane, let this cup pass from me. If there was any other way, let this cup pass. But there wasn't, and he, and he drank that cup of wrath. And the fact is, is that we could never love in the same way that God loves us. His essence, his very nature he, he he is love. God is love. He's a thrice holy God. He is love. And the fact is, I couldn't love the way. So my friend's uncle who passed away in his sleep, the fact is, is that God did not even withhold his only son to save him. Not only did he give his, his, give his only son, he sent out his Holy Spirit to convict him of sin and righteousness and judgment. He also gave the creative orders of this planet, of this world, of this universe to make it very evident to each and every person that he, of who he is. And 
over and over again, I could go on of all the different ways wisdom's crying from the street tops for anyone who would come to him. I could, we could talk about the fact that the sun rises and sets and the, un- the just and unjust alike. We could talk about all these different graces and different ways, the very life and breath. God holds each and every person's breath in his hand. The fact is, is that Jesus himself right now is holding every molecule together this is my God. This is my King. And the fact is, is that if I would reject him, what great, there is no greater sin than fully rejecting the sacrifice made on our behalf. And the fact is, is that we have a good God that loves us that much. And so when I can be any bit unforgiving, and I'm sure we can all get that way, And I believe that's why Jesus, when he told us how to pray, when he told the disciples how to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And then he explained that we are basically praying a prayer of condemnation if we do not forgive others. But I believe that most of that is when we come to a place of understanding of how deep and dark sin really is. If we have a good understanding of how deep and dark and wicked sin really is, we understand how much it was for the Savior. We understand our salvation even more. And when I look at that and when I see that, I say, I have done so wrong to God. I have done so much harm. I have sinned so horribly before my own God. If I am unforgiving to someone, it's because I have a wrong view of sin. I have a wrong view of how serious sin is if I am unforgiving. So yes, I look at these guys that are involved in this and it, and it can be hard. And I don't have Tony on the mic right now, but you can ask him in our prayer before we recorded this. That was one thing I said, it's hard for me to pray for sex traffickers and those involved in, in Pornhub and these things. It is, it's hard, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. I'm still going to pray for them that they would repent and turn to him. If Saul of Tarsus could be saved, anybody could be saved, right? Even when we look at those things. So it's, it's just something that that's on my heart. And, and, and I pray that I can somewhat convict anybody. If one person gets convicted and says, you know what, I'm never going on Pornhub again. Don't go on any porn site, by the way, but, but I'm never going on Pornhub again. I'm not going to do it because I recognize full well, first of all, I'm sinning against God. Just, just as David said, and since Psalm 51, against you, you alone have I sinned. He killed Uriah the Hittite, he slept with his wife. But yet, ultimately, it was against God that he had sinned against. And the fact is, is that when we look at that, we need to recognize that as well and recognize we're sinning against God. But I hope you can be convicted as well that you are helping to perpetuate rape and sex trafficking because that's what they're getting on their side. And the, the connection, the correlation is is very clear there. No matter how... Porn is just normalized in our culture. No wonder this world is going to hell in a handbasket. It's just heartbreaking. And speaking of hell in a handbasket, the Cuomo brothers, these guys, man, I got to be honest with you. I have a struggle with these two dudes. They seem to be some of the more arrogant people out there. And I cannot fathom, if anyone could explain this to me, and we got our our brothers and sisters in Christ, we got two different churches in in New York there, and I know you guys have been ravaged over there with coronavirus and COVID-19 and everything. So um, I, I am still trying to figure out 
Governor Cuomo sent back sick elderly people back to nursing homes and they died. But yet his numbers have gone up because for some reason he's on TV every day. And Governor Cuomo said earlier about bringing the numbers down, God did not do that. That's what he said. God did not do that. Like he has some control, some tough guy here. But I, I remember being like, how pathetic to, to, to have that sort of arrogance. But I guess it just happens to run in the family. Because Chris Cuomo, the CNN anchor, up there, you know, doing his thing. Here's what he had to say. If you believe in one another, and if you do the right thing for yourself and your community, things will get better in this country. You don't need help from above. It's within us. CNN tonight. It's within us, huh? It's within us. You don't need help from above. It's within us. Here's the problem. And and this is a fact. And 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 something I've noticed that I've I thought were strange bedfellows for for a number of years of being a former atheist. I always wondered why does spirit science and atheism why do a lot of times when I hear some of the lingo and uh, they seem so eerily similar. It'll be us. We'll have this brotherhood. You have these weird virtue signaling atheists out there like I'm going to stand up for gay rights and I'm going to stand up for women's protective, you know, abortion rights and all this nonsense. And you're like, you have no standard. You have nothing to go back to. Absolutely nothing. They talk about the quote unquote right side of history that what it doesn't exist. Without God, there's no objective standard to go back to. You're, we're all made in God's image, every single one of us. And the fact is that God has given us a conscience, and the fact is we have to sear that conscience to, to practice wickedness, right? I mean, it's one of those things. You sear it so you can do more wicked things, and sear it so you can do more wicked things, just like the, the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world. But he is our standard, this guy sitting up there, we don't need help from above. We just, you know, we'll come together and we'll all do this one for one. Well, you know what? Yeah, the whole world's going to come together eventually. That's exactly what's going to take place. It's going to be arm in arm. They'll come together and they'll be the ones, you know, with their mark and, and <laughs> the mark of the beast. And they'll be able to buy or sell and they'll all worship together. And that's what's going to take place. And all this new age, atheistic, Whatever nonsense, all it is, is idolatry repackaged. The fact is that Chris Cuomo probably shaves his idol every morning, just as long as his brother as well. That's, that's their idol. They're, they're merely idolaters. And the, the God that they have created is the one that they look in the mirror, in, they look at in the mirror every day. This is what idolatry is. They have formed a God in their own image, not the one of Scripture, I'm sure Cuomo and them would say they're Catholic, of course. That's how you get votes and keep people liking you. But the fact is, is that, that it's mismeat. It, it's nothing, nothingness. We're going to pull this together. Here is the problem with all of these movements. Here's the problem with you aligning with the world and those people that are have some sort of cause that doesn't go back to Christ. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it is feeding this person or giving a coat to this person. You could feed someone all the way to hell. You could not feed them 
as well, preach the gospel, and God God isn't for that either. Obviously, read the book of James. I'll pray for you, you know, and, and leave them cold. That's that's not what we're talking about here. But, but the fact is, is that when it comes to any worldly foundation that helps people, if you're not bringing them back to the cross and bringing them back to the gospel, it's going to be all for naught anyways. And when I look at all these different organizations and, you know, I've talked to a lot of different leaders in these organizations, whether it's for drugs and alcohol, feeding the homeless and, and these sorts of things. And I've been involved in all of those ministries for a number of years. I do not allow the gospel to be left on the sidelines for that, for justice, for whatever. I, I'm not letting that be on the sidelines. I, I don't believe that you can take anything in this life and put God on the side and just say, oh, I'm just going to run with it this way. And so when we think that we can go arm in arm without the cause of Christ, when we think that we can go arm in arm with non-believers, first of all, we're being unevenly yoked, and that's just, if you're ignorant if you think that you can get involved in a cause of people that aren't Christian, and it's going to do well. But guys, we need to recognize and remember what our ultimate goal is. I will always go back to the words of C.T. Studd in his, in his famous poem. I love it, and I've probably quoted it more times than just about anything else, but only one life shall soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life was burned out for thee. Even if we outlaw abortion, outlaw pornography, and all these things, the most important thing is that we make sure we bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.